This podcast is brought to you by the award-winning Australian-made butterfly maternity pillow, which we are personally huge fans of. We certainly are. We love that it's multi-use and you can use it during your pregnancy and breastfeeding journey, but also that it comes with a removable tensile cover for easy care and comfort. And they sell out every time at the One Fine Baby Expo. They do. So if you want to grab one for yourself and want a sneaky 20% off discount, just <laughs> use the code COLDCOFFEE20 at onefinebaby.com.au. You're listening to a One Fine Baby podcast. One Fine Baby acknowledges the traditional owners of land and water that this podcast is recorded on and pays respect to elders past, present and emerging. How many times have you winced your way through that cold cup of coffee just for the caffeine kick? Or tripped over the same toy you've put away 10 times? We have toothpaste on our t-shirt and tiny humans screaming our name. The Cold Coffee Hot Mess Podcast is here to bring you the real side of parenting and serve up the juiciest survival hacks for this season of life that you can implement today. Well, hello there. Well, hi, Olivia. Oh, how are you doing? I'm good. Good. Welcome back, everyone else, to the Cold Coffee <laughs> Hot Mess Podcast. I'm Olivia. And I'm Nadine. I was more interested in saying hi to you first, sorry, yes, oh, than announcing you. us. I appreciate that. No, I'm excited to well, see you. you now. Yeah, it's great. Great to yeah. see you. Um, hope it's great to see me. Maybe not. Anyway, that's okay. We're spending a lot of time together, let me tell you. <laughs> Too much. It's all good fun. Yeah. You're like the sister from another mister. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Arnie Nads is yep, here today. Let's go. I want to know what has been going on with you. Well, my weekend was full on. Why? What? I had 10 boys <gasps> sleeping over and I wondered, you dun, know, dun, I dun. told people and they laughed at me <laughs> and I was like, no, no, I'm making memories here. I'm not a regular mum. I'm a memories. cool mum, you know, all that sort of stuff. But whoa, were they right. They did not see me at 4 a.m. in the morning oh, losing my... 4 a.m.? Well, I mean, I had to... I couldn't lose my shit, cool. really. Yeah, yeah, but, um, to... I was like, if you don't go to bed, I am calling your parents. Did you pull parents. out the voice? I love I that you're did, dulling the down voice. The, the mum voice. <laughs> mom Give it voice. to me how you actually Let's gave hope it no to them. no one's listening, but yes. And whoa, I got some tired boys that week. Oh my god! And but I did Max love it? Oh, best day, best day. What did you do? We had a sleepover, mm -hmm. and we had one of those like made them all teepees. So they had their own oh, little to sleep in. Yeah, it was really cute. cute. And was there a theme? They're gaming. We had a gaming bus that oh, like turned Minecraft up, and they went out or? and yeah, and they played some games and stuff. So all the adults were out the back you having had a gaming dinner. Bus? Yeah, a little, one of those caravans. And they like a happy, healthy up. Harold type of type van? of thing. And oh, then they cool. jump in and it's they're playing Super Mario and everyone gets the oh. game. We kept going out. We're like, are you sure you're okay? Yep, an hour and a half. We had they're peace. They're like, bugger off. There was no sound. We had 18 kids over. There was not a sound in the house. All the parents had a lovely um, tie for laugh. dinner. And as soon as they all came in, the parents just scampered off and yes. I was left. See ya. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, thanks. And what happened? How many times are you up? Yeah, it was a lot. Oh. Lord, I don't, I'm not I ready actually, for this life. I fell asleep till one and then I was up every half hour. Oh my. And what, because they were scampering but around? But I think I was there? the first as well. So they were all just pushing pushing their luck. And I was like, guys, if you don't like be on your best behaviour, you're never going to do this again. Yeah, Come right. On. Yeah, you're right. right. Yeah. Anyway. But. You're really scary not. you like this blonde Look, thing, I'll like. do it again. Probably <laughs> half the numbers. But yeah, yes. right. No, it was so awesome. So half of you boys Making are getting memories. <laughs> Sorry. Let's hope no one's listening <laughs> of that group. Oh, uh, anyway, say. what about you? Yeah, look, it's been um, it's been crazy. Um, I Eva has quite the um, schedule these days, mm -hmm. um, and I'm now feeling like she's busier than I am. Like this is going back to what you said Oof, about Max with yeah. all his hobbies. 
our Saturdays look like Eva goes to swimming lessons and then Eva goes to ballet class and then more often than not, Eva has a party. Yeah. And, and I'm then looking at poor old little Fred and I'm thinking, mate, what do you want to do? No, but it'll get to that stage oh, where know, you're but the same but for both. And Saturdays then are now even off see your the husband. table. Yeah, yeah. We're that's, like... That's why you need the village because you need <sighs> help with transferring and My village don't pick up the phone all that often. <laughs> How do I get them You'll to find answer? them at school, babe. You'll oh, find yeah, them I need school. to find my village at school. You keep telling me that. Yep. Um, but I'm thinking about getting Freddie into little kickers because he's really good with the ball. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping right. I'm raising the next Cristiano Ronaldo. Let's <laughs> hope so. I can so. just retire. Yeah, exactly. That bank account. Me. That'd yeah. be good. Oh, that'd be good. Enroll him now. We all wish that, don't we? I know. We'd be too old to enjoy it. I'd be a really good show parent, I think. I think you'd be great. Be you're going to be a great dance mom. Oh, I'm just like there with like the smile, like... Fingers yeah. to the cheeks, like Vaseline on the teeth, like smile. Even yeah, like, yeah. calm down. I mean, like four-year-old ballet, like you need to chill out. Yeah, chill out. So, I could just see that there. Oh, my God, you know what else I did? <sighs> I forgot it was book week ballet on the weekend. So we rock up to ballet and Eva's Shut in her beautiful up. little ballerina. I know I can't even talk about this. Her beautiful little ballerina oh. outfit with her hair, and this one girl's got a dress with like lights, <laughs> and the whole dress is covered in lights, and she literally is lit up. And you're like, another who is dr- this? another girl's in bell dress, another girl's oh. Tinkerbell, and Eva looks at me like, oh. what the? F-? I'm like, <laughs> mommy forgot. So I'm like, you're the ballerina from the ballerina exactly. book. Exactly. I was gonna say that did not really fly because you, you didn't have the book as well. No, God, no, I had nothing. No, I. It was my worst mum oh, moment. Shame, man. Yeah, but um. Anyway, lots of ice cream afterwards. And whatever the hell she wanted for the rest of the weekend. The mum guilt. (laughs) The mum guilt was strong. Oh, Lord. All right. Well, on that note, (laughs) let's get into into how we can be a better mum. Yeah. (laughs) Talking to an expert. (laughs) Okay. So welcome back. Today we have Dr. Priya, who is a mum of two, a GP specialising in pregnancy, postpartum, women's and kids' health. An author of Eat, Sleep, Play and Love. Oh, my gosh. What a book. Does it ever end? <laughs> How do you do all You're this a busy in one lady. day? You are a busy lady. I am, but somehow it works at the minute. It works. For now, it's working. <laughs> Just. <laughs> Just. Hanging on by a thread. <laughs> so, Priya, tell us a little bit about yourself and your experience, you know, your day-to-day and what you do. So, I do different things. I'm a GP. That is my passion. I'm in the consulting room two days a week. I see Everybody, I see everything, but I do lots in pregnancy, preconception care, postpartum, as you mentioned, lots of kids, um, lots of chronic illness, mental health. Wow. Um, so I'm also a mum of two, so I've got a seven-year-old and a three-year-old, so I'm in the thick of kind of all that stuff. You are in the thick of it. Lots of people are living. You're both nodding, so I feel like you see me. Oh, we're there. (laughs) You're there. And then I also get other cool stuff, like a TV show where I'm cooking on Good Chef, Bad Chef, written, eat, sleep, play, love. Um, But I get to do some other cool stuff on the side. Yeah. I saw that. You're on Good Chef, Bad Chef. That's awesome. Yeah. Cooking up a storm with Richo, yeah. (laughs) Great. Um, Now, we saw, I don't know if you saw this, Nads, but... um, you did a great thing on your Instagram with your husband, Priya, that I loved the other day. Robin and our team brought it to my attention. Um, so he's a plastic surgeon and you did a couple of reels on the things that you worry about most as parents who are doctors. Like we think yeah, we worry about because you have a threshold, the, right? Oh, like you see it all. So like I think I worry. Yeah. You've seen things that I wouldn't even dream about. Like so I can imagine, only imagine what you guys would worry about. You must laugh when they go, I hope my <laughs> Like, we oh. do. We're like, there has to be a blood rule. Even if there's blood, Will's like, yeah. it's got to be real bad for us to intervene. He's like, come on, kids. Um, I, I was surprised at how much traction those reels got. Yeah. But I think that um, we both have a unique insight. And Will in particular is a paediatric plastic surgeon. So he mm-hmm. sees all sorts of things. But, you know, things like small bodies of water, door hinges, um, running with a toothbrush. Door hinges like, were big for him. Stuff 
Yeah. Like we've <laughs> seen stuff go brush. like the most simple innocuous things, like you know, sticks magpies at a part, I immediately take food away and I'm like protecting the kids. Um, oh I think gosh. we have a unique insight into things that repeatedly we see that people go, Oh, it's fine. Does it make you more of a worry what or less, do you reckon? I think we're just probably more aware of the things yeah. that could potentially Potential be an issue. But I wouldn't yeah. say we're big worries. Like Will's really oh, good for my kind of desire to helicopter. He's kind of like let them go praise let them climb higher let them skip bars on the monkey bars yeah um and a broken limb will probably happen and that's not our fear it's the other stuff like losing an eye or you know perforating right. the esophagus running with a toothbrush or a lollipop yeah. it's that Jeez. stuff that you definitely like, have <laughs> I can't even think about that with the toothbrush um I know burns were a big thing um yes will as well because he yeah he's a pediatric plastic surgeon yeah and he so when we had um infants in carriers he would never, like ever, 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 no one could ever drink hot cup of tea, coffee over the child. No one could ever pass on a plane. If we had our child, he would say, don't pass stuff. He's just seen so many things that he's like, just never pass a hot liquid over an infant because of, the, of the burns he sees. Yeah. yeah. Paranoid. He's paranoid. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So say you had to say, as doctors who are parents, say you had to warn parents about three because I'm I'm now like in, getting in a whole new state of concern. Back, but like, but what are three things that you would warn any parent? Maybe they're not aware of these potential hazards. Mm. What would you like them to be aware of? That any body of water can be a problem. So like dog bowls, a small bucket of water in a backyard, an 18-month-old, if they fall in, cannot get themselves out and can drown in even the smallest body of water. Number two is choking. So grapes, cherry tomatoes. We talked about this on that video. Um, they are my fear. I have seen, you know, once in my training, some a, a child who'd come in with with the um the the grape dislodged, but gosh, it can kill kids. Mm-hmm. So anything circular, those those solid Easter eggs, I just know for kids under four, it's just no. They can kill kids, occlude the trachea, very hard to dislodge. What's number three? Tricky, but I would probably go with Will's liquids because burns, particularly on the face, can be extremely problematic. And I think just being really cautious with any hot liquids around kids. I see parents drinking over babies in the carrier and you want that coffee, but I would let it cool right down. Yeah, right. If, if you can't take your kid out of the carrier. Well, if we are the cold coffee hot mess podcast. Yeah. So I think the last, yes. time, coffee the last time I drank a hot coffee was like 1997. So that's <laughs> And that's probably the same for most parents, but but really good to know about. Really, mm. really amazing tips. Oh, some great ones. Um, we're doing something a little bit different today, aren't we? Yes, we are. So we thought um, with Dr. Priya, having seen all the things that she's seen in her career, um, it'd be a really good opportunity to do a bit of myth busting. Myth busters. Mm. Yeah. Song for this. Myth busters. Is that Ghostbusters? I don't know. Oh, we should. <laughs> Maybe maybe yeah, Sim, insert there. theme here. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we've written, we've written a list and we've done a bit of a, um, a shout out to everyone in the office and kind of friends and family and uh, collated a list of some of the mm. most um, prevalent so let's, myths and, and we're going to get you to debunk them or, or yeah. prove them. Okay. Okay. Let's do this. All right. Let's do it. Okay. Do you want to start? Sure. Um, okay. So having an epidural increases your chances of a cesarean. What do you think? There's a lot of myths in this space. And if you look at, there's a beautiful Cochrane review. I've actually spoken to this about a couple of my patients recently. There's a Cochrane review from 2018. I don't want to get too nerdy, but a Cochrane review looks at all the evidence. It, it busts through all the studies in this area. And it came out and basically 
basically said that an epidural is a really effective form of, of pain relief for a lot of people in labour, um, but it doesn't increase the risk of having a C-section, particularly if you're having the epidural earlier in the labour. So before... It doesn't, doesn't. It doesn't. doesn't. Yes, doesn't. Um, so you can have a look at that Cochrane review. But, yeah, there's lots of studies in this area, but there's now several landmarks that say epidurals do not increase the risk of having a C-section. Hey. The reason I have an issue with this myth, though, is that people get nervous and we know that epidurals can be really effective pain relief and we now know you can actually have local anaesthetic in there along with an opioid so you can still have function and move around. So it works brilliantly for many without increasing the risk of a C-section and yet people get scared because of these myths in this space and kind of go, oh, and get nervous. So have a look at the Cochrane review if you're worried. Okay, good advice. So debunked. Right. Debunked. debunked. Okay. Um, if you've had a C-section birth, you must have a C-section for the next birth. Incorrect. So there is that entity of a vaginal birth after caesarean, which is a VBAC, people VBAC. commonly know it as. Or people often do a trial of labour post-caesarean, which is, you know, is a VBAC going to be successful or not? Now, VBACs, are, if you look at the Royal Women's Hospital in Melbourne, so there is about a 70% success rate with VBACs. Some people are at higher risk of complications. And so the one we worry about is uterine rupture. That's what we talk about. And if you look at the UK data from their um, College of Obstetricians, they say one in 200 VBACs will have a uterine rupture. There are people who are higher risk, okay? So maternal age as it increases, if you've got a twin pregnancy, if you're less than 18 months post the Caesar attempting a VBAC, there are things that can put you at higher risk. But there are some people who are lower risk. So if maternal age is less than 30, um, if there's spontaneous onset of labour under 41 weeks. So it's all about risk and benefit, but it doesn't have to be another C-section. And there are benefits both ways. You know, that going for another Caesar has benefits going for a VBAC, but talk I to your... There you go. Caesar. There you go. You've got options. Yes, options. That's good. If I was to have a third, which I'm not, <laughs> but if I was to have a third... Um, uh, I, I know. She's actually my ultimate encourager to have a third. <laughs> uh, more content for her. Um, but that leads into our next question. If you've had a C-section and you can't have another baby before 18 months because of the scar tissue, is that correct? Look, that it's because of that increased risk of uterine rupture because the scar is weak. But again, I would say you need to chat to your obstetrician or midwife. There are some people who are high risk, but mm -hmm. some are an obstetrician might go, guess what? You know, you're 37, 38. We really want to increase the chances of a successful pregnancy. Maybe we need to reduce the gap. You're low risk for a uterine rupture. So it's not black and white. Yeah, lots of yeah. things. Yes. That's good to know though. Okay. okay. Um, let's go messy. So is it better to expose your kids to different sicknesses or let them get dirty? So if you see someone with a snotty nose, throw three kids out there, go and have a play, give them a kiss. Um, so it builds up their immune system or... Is it better um, to wrap them in cotton wool and keep them healthy and see clean? What happens? <laughs> well, they're going to get sick. And yeah. this is what I say to patients in the consulting room, particularly parents. Can you imagine at the moment I'm seeing a lot of exhausted parents who are just like, I can't deal with another illness. I can't do it. Like we're in the trenches and I can't do it either. I'm like, I need the weather to warm up and I can't have another snotty nose. Um, but preschoolers will have six to 12 viral infections a year. And that is normal. Yeah, that right. is normal. Um, and so I say to parents, that's a lot. And kids need to build up their immune system. 
whilst you don't want to put them in harm's way and be like, go hang out with the kid who's coughing everywhere, you, you kind of need to accept that illness is going to occur. And so a lot, a lot of people think about this when they're thinking about childcare or care of kids before their kids attend school. For some people, they go, well, we can't, you know, I'm immunocompromised. Maybe someone's going through chemo in the home. We can't afford that level of illness. Otherwise, most people go, guess what? It's great for their social life. It's good for learning, sharing and eye contact and yep. sitting down to eat um, and we'll accept the sickness. But yep. it does happen and it takes time to build immunity. They need to be exposed to stuff so their body can learn and get the roadmap to fight viruses. So true. Our doctor said to us last year, look, I'm going to see Freddie a lot this year, okay? Yeah. yeah. Freddie a lot. Next year, I'm going to see Freddie less. And the year after that, I'm going to see Freddie even less. And when yeah. he was saying it to me like that just made me think, you know, it's just this time thing. you got to, you know, your immune system has to build. It's just yep. an age and a, and a um, exposure type thing, isn't it, really? Yeah, it is. Yep, it takes some time to build up the immunity, but they do get there. They do get there. I've seen that on Instagram a lot lately. They're talking about um, not wearing shoes in the house and all the things that are on the bottom of shoes and how disgusting, like if you're bringing you take the shoes, the shoes the up because there's all bacteria and all this. Oh, I wouldn't even want to see what's in the bottom. You know, Having about- said that, though, that that's the hygiene hypothesis, which is: do you wrap your children in cotton wool, or do you let them roll in the mud and play with the dog? Right. So we, we go roll in the mud, play with our two dogs. It's great. It reduces the risk of allergic conditions, in particular. And so, um, you know, there is something to be said for just letting kids kind of live. And you know, maybe they do wear their shoes inside and roll in the dirt, but they're being exposed to allergens, which is a good thing. Yeah, yeah, we let the shoes go inside. Yeah, yeah. we let anything go inside. Anything, we're pretty relaxed um, around here. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Circling oh, back around to birthing, mm. like if you think they talk about myths, this is like the oldest myth in the book, but oh, we just want to get, yeah, you can bring on labour by nipple, I'll handle this one because Nadine doesn't like the S-E-X word. So um, oh. you can bring on labour oh. by nipple stimulation, drinking castor oil, walking, hypnosis and acupuncture, having sex or eating spicy food. Any of those, all of those work? Well, the one nipple stimulation um, can basically increase oxytocin and that's the hormone that can stimulate. Yeah, I don't know why I'm doing this. It's like stop prayer. But um, oxytocin is the stuff that can cause uterine contractions. And so we do actually say if you are going to engage in any nipple stimulation or collecting colostrum, before birth, which is another thing you can do, to always check with your obstetrician, midwife or GP to see if it's safe for you because it can potentially, you know, oxytocin and and uterine contraction. Um, The other one, you mentioned a few there, the castor oil one I've had patients ask me before, there's lacking evidence and it can cause diarrhoea. Like who wants that? Also, it's just foul. So Yeah, it's like, you know, and there's no evidence that it really brings on labour. Hypnosis, I've not seen any firm evidence for spicy food, no firm evidence. But, you know, think about reflux. Um, And sex delicious, like a good car, you know. Yeah. I almost use that as an excuse. Delicious, but probably not going to bring labour on. Neither is walking or sex. Not sex either. No. Doesn't it? open up well sex can cause with <laughs> orgasm you can get some uterine i love it nadine doesn't like the sex word and yet we've said it 50 times <laughs> well, we just had an episode on vaginal uh, vagina rehab, rehab so, so that, so that was really thing. uncomfortable for her she's really oh. really come to a new level now that was a good one but you can um, have sex as long as you don't have a contraindication like a low-lying placenta or something else go for it it's not going to bring labor on okay 
so so there's so there's absolutely no reason to do it because I know I certainly certainly didn't want to do that at 38 39 some people do some people do oh no well me myth debunked awesome (laughs) great a lot of happy women out there now next time I'll be safe Okay, um, I'll get to the next one. Um, so my kids are definitely sweet tooth. So I'll get gestational diabetes if I have a sweet tooth during my pregnancy. True or not? False. False. Gestational diabetes is a serious condition. It's basically insulin resistance in pregnancy. Some of us are higher risk. So, you know, people of Indian descent, Southeast Asian descent, people who've got polycystic ovarian syndrome, Um, There are things that can leave you at higher risk, but simply eating sweet food, no. There are risk factors for it and we test for it in pregnancy so that we can reduce the risk of complications for mum and baby. Amazing. And so if you're a croissant or an ice cream fan, you are safe? You are safe, yep. Um, I did not know that. Now, you should wait until your baby is six months old to start solids. Holy mama, there's a whole chapter on this in my book. I just love this topic. Basically, the guidelines say start solids around six months, not before four months when your infant is ready. Mm -hmm. So it's around six months and every parent needs to look for signs of readiness. Is your child interested in food? Are they spontaneously opening their mouth to a spoon? Um, Are they needing more than milk to keep them full? Can they hold their um, head and neck up upright without maybe maybe some support down lower? But you're looking for signs of readiness and not every infant is ready at the same time is what I would say. But the guidelines all agree around six months and that's talking about NHMRC, WHO, ASCIA, all of the bodies agree with that around six months. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My daughter was ready really closer to sort of five and a half and Freddie yeah. was like four. Yeah, so months. was my son. Yep. Yeah, so it changes, doesn't it? Yes. Okay, next one. If you have really bad morning sickness in the first trimester, does that make for a healthy pregnancy? Depends what you mean by healthy, but there's certainly evidence that um, having nausea in early pregnancy, so morning sickness, what people call it, lay people call it, um, reduces the risk of pregnancy loss and miscarriage. So mm-hmm. my patients who are really sick, I'm talking to them about, you know, small frequent meals, maybe ginger, maximum gram, one gram per day, vitamin B6 medications prescribed if we need them, pressure point. I'm talking about all of that, but I do say to them, this is actually a really good sign. It's a reduced yeah. risk of pregnancy loss. Okay. And it's a silver lining. Yeah. So it's like when it rains on your wedding day, better for yeah. you. Like oh, my you gosh, got- I feel like singing Ooh, Alanis Morissette. <laughs> <laughs> do it. Do it. Don't let us hold you back. <laughs> um, okay. Now, this is something that's definitely changed because my mum told me when she was pregnant with me, this could, an- this could answer a lot of your questions, <laughs> me, um, that when she went to the doctor, the doctor told her a glass of red wine every night was completely fine during her pregnancy. Obviously, that's changed. not the advice today. Um, no. Is a glass of wine here and there okay? okay? Is it- so if you go by the book on this, um, and if you look at the RANSCOG, which is the Royal Australian New Zealand College of Obstetrician Gynecologists, too long, RANSCOG, They basically say we don't know. There's no consensus on what the safe level of alcohol in pregnancy is and therefore it's safest to just have none. And so most guidelines actually agree that it's it's zero because we just don't know what is safe and we know that entities like fetal alcohol syndrome and related issues can occur and we don't, you know, we know that that can occur at much lower levels than what people might actually expect. So that's why the guidelines all agree. It's, it's ideally zero. But it's not that there's proven negatives. It's more that we don't know. So therefore safest. Yeah. Yeah. To abstain if you can. Yep. 
Okay. Um, next one is a good one for me because I flew a lot in my pregnancy. Um, <laughs> you cannot fly in the third trimester. True or false or still depends. <laughs> it's, you can fly. Depends on the airline. Yeah. It depends on the type of pregnancy you've got. So is it a multiple? So have you got, you know, twins or triplets or is it a single? Um, it depends on whether or not your obstetrician, GP or midwife will actually write you a clearance letter. It depends on the kind of pregnancy. The it depends on the airline. Okay, right. Okay. So I know, for instance, Qantas and Virgin differ and it bugs me because I have to check it every time and I can't remember which is which. Right. Um, but it depends on lots of factors. But really, if you're low risk, we'll often say, yes, you can fly and write you a clearance letter. But it depends on where you're going and the kind of pregnancy you've got. And you've yeah. had your history. Yeah. I know yeah. I've said, depends on where you're going. If you're going to Fiji, I'd say no. Because if you give birth over there, the correct not, aren't like, mm. if you're going to Noosa, go for it, you're love. Fine. <laughs> you're fine. Have a cocktail. Yeah. <laughs> and the location and also things people don't realize is can we vaccinate you against stuff like if you're going to a yellow fever endemic area yeah. which can be really risky I can't give you that vaccine um, because it's live and so you kind of go oh it's making me nervous and there's potential complications for the baby too yes okay oh wow all these questions coming up with me in a nutshell can I do the next one as well yeah go um you should avoid hot baths during pregnancy I love bath. a good bath oh, she oh. Loves yeah I love a bath too Baths are okay. It's more spas and thermal springs than anything that's going to increase your body temperature above 39 degrees okay. because there's a higher risk of dehydration and fainting, but also in early pregnant pregnancy, like those thermal springs, really hot spas um, can increase the risk of neural tube defects. And mm -hmm. so that's why baths are usually fine. It's those kind of amazing, like I'd love to go and soak yeah. in one now. We have yeah, a spa. Um, my sister was scared she was going to cook the baby during her pregnancy, so she didn't come in. Turns out that's good advice. Yeah, no. it is good advice. And they'll often say, if you go to Springs, they'll say, please, if you're pregnant, don't go in these particular pools because they'll probably raise your core body temperature. Okay, got it. Yeah. Um, now, this one, I found this so, it's, this one is you shouldn't have caffeine during pregnancy because with my daughter, I couldn't even walk past a cafe and I'm a two-a-day coffee gal. Yes. With my son. I was just, well, one a day, but really it's enjoyed funny it. funny what you do for the first versus second. Well, pregnancy. I think, it, I don't know if it's girl versus boy or what it is, what no, factors come in, but, just... but what's, what's, what's safe, Dr. Priya? <laughs> so maximum 200 milligrams of caffeine per day. Um, and that's because caffeine that crosses yeah, the center. That is one good brewed coffee usually or two cups of tea. And it depends on so many factors, but normally if you're having a good coffee, it's probably going to be one. One, one okay Sorry. and that's because why yep because the caffeine crosses the placenta and so too much caffeine can actually have pregnancy complications um okay. and so that's why it's limited and it's limited for breastfeeding um patients or people as well to 200 milligrams per day ideally because it again passes into do. breast milk yeah okay oh i didn't know that um but no now yeah. <laughs> now you know <laughs> um okay and then do you want to do the last one um, yeah, I really need good reasoning for these ones um, <laughs> just to help me not eat them. So you should not eat seafood, soft cheese, deli meat or rare steak. While you're pregnant. While you're pregnant. Listeria. Okay. Listeria. Listeria. So basically if I got listeria, I'm not pregnant, it's probably not going to cause any issues in me. But in pregnancy, you're in an immunocompromised state. I constantly say this to patients, particularly through winter and flu and COVID. You are immunocompromised when you're pregnant. And so listeria can be a serious, serious problem and actually cause miscarriage. 
oh, um, and be a factor for stillbirth. And so that is why there are those those kind of recommendations in place to avoid um, food which hasn't been completely cooked through, um, unpasteurised cheeses, the soft cheeses, the deli meats, because they are high risk of listeria, which can have complications. Alfalfa sprouts, oh, mung yeah. bean sprouts are another one heaps of my patients aren't aware of. Yeah. Um, but unless they're absolutely cooked, they're, they're actually high risk for listeria. And that's the same as like sushi rice. You know, they say like sushi rice is if yeah. you're sitting there all day, that can be a risk for listeria. Yeah. And you've nailed it there because it's because it's been sitting there all day. Yeah. If, like if I say to my patients, if they go down to the food court, I say, if you don't know when that was prepared, when they put it out in the Bay Marie, it's not for you because that's when listeria can breed. Yeah. But if you're at home making a spag bowl going, I'm going to eat this tomorrow, you put it in the fridge before it's cooled down. And when you go to eat it the next day, you want to heat it through, heat it absolutely, kill yeah. everything, yeah. and you can consume it. But listeria, that's the reason why we say, you know, the pregnancy safe foods. And is that the same thing that's in the um, uh, soft eggs, that we have to have eggs well done? Is that a different thing? Mm. Yeah, it is. It's, it can be listeria but also salmonella. Vanilla. okay got yeah it. yeah so there's you know basically because you're immunocompromised and you're also growing this other human yeah we just want you to be particularly careful just yeah. I feel like I'm really hung up on the food here and I'm not <laughs> I just I feel like I'm a look I'm a real brie fiend and my daughter has inherited that same quality same, um well. yeah right and what a different world these kids are like here I was with the cheddar and jats and my daughter's like brie by the side yes um, I, I realise that if you look at the back of the breeze in the supermarket, you'll get some that are made with unpasteurised milk and some that are made with pasteurised milk. Is that the difference, that when you're pregnant, you can technically have a bit of the pasteurised milk brie? Actually, if you look at guidelines like the Royal Women's and Better Health Vic, they still say avoid soft cheeses. Oh, but yeah. yes, pasteurised. Well, just because they are at higher risk of harbouring the listeria. Um, but yes, you obviously want to aim for pasteurized of everything to reduce the risk of listeria. But if you look at, yeah, I'm, I actually checked this with a patient the other day and they still say even soft cheeses, just soft. Well, that is reason enough for me not to go for another three. Just... <laughs> She's not doing it again, my friends. <laughs> it was too hard the first two times. Prosciutto is the one that killed me. Oh, oh mate, God. you can have it cooked though. Like I say to patients, if you put it on a pizza and you're cooking the absolute crap out of it, it's okay. I mean, you're killing I did that, but it's nothing. It's not the same. Some fresh prosciutto, really. Oh, it's... wrapped around melon. Yes, oh. mate. Yeah. I feel like you're in the Mediterranean or something. Yes, I know. Um, Nadine's just added one more. Oh, I love that you said it was me. <laughs> okay, I'm going to own this. I'm going to own this. Own it. One of the, you know, the, what did I have on my hospital bed but a bottle of Moet champagne ready to drink as yes. the max. Okay, Most people do. Is it true wine or champagne or any sort of alcohol takes about one and a half hours to get through to your breast milk? It can be quicker than that. And so if you want to be able to enjoy a drink whilst you're breastfeeding, I actually recommend the Feed Safe app. I talk about this in the book heavily. You know, a lot of guidelines actually say no alcohol at all when you're breastfeeding. And I find that as a mum who's done this twice, really unrealistic. Yeah, It's like, I find that really hard. I've just got my life back slightly, a glimmer of it. So you can do it safely. Um, but you really want to make sure that you've got an adequate gap. And I would use the Feed Safe, Feed Safe app, which is you plug in the drink when you've had it and it will let you know when you're safe to potentially breastfeed again because the alcohol does get into the breast milk. Now, the other thing that I often see here is that people will pump and save the breast milk and go, oh, I'll give it to them later once the alcohol is worn off. It will not. If you've pumped and you're keeping it there, the alcohol stays in the breast milk. 
it won't burn off. Be pumped and dumped. Yeah, yeah, that's why you'll need to remove. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll what's put, the app? We'll put the app in the show, in the show notes. notes. Feed, yeah. feed safe. Okay. I wish that was yeah. I know I used it and that's why I talk about it in the book Um, and I've got an international board certified lactation consultant in the book too and we both agreed you've got to know how to do it safely and it's unrealistic yeah. to say to people zero none I think people want to go actually how can I do it and how can I do it and protect my child I heard it was when you're oh, this probably looks really bad but while you're breastfeeding is the same yeah. time so because that's exactly what I heard. two hours until the next yeah because it's not getting into the breast milk immediately do it well with all your qualifications. Yeah, with like, all your qualifications. Now, because, you know, you're drink a- now. I love it. Drink now. Take it. So that was wrong? Uh, no. Well, well no, no, it takes time to get into the breast milk. So in some senses, you're correct. But it depends how long your child feeds for. How big the drink is. Yeah. So, yes, it, but truly it depends. What is the alcohol? What's the alcohol percentage? How big is the drink? And also how long does your child take to feed it? If your yeah. t- child's kind of at the beginning of their journey on breastfeeding, they're not as good at it yet, it's taken time, then they might actually be getting alcohol through the breast milk by the end of your feed if you've had a big, you know, tequila shot. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing. Anything <laughs> that wild. Bless your hair because she loves Mexican and the tequila. Margarita. Uh, yeah. Margarita. Um, but that's good to know. I think you should tell Holly. Uh, tell Holly. I think you should tell Holly about the uh, feed safety. right now. Yeah. Um, so talk me through this book. This book sounds fantastic yeah, because wow. you've referenced it a few times. I just gave it to my sister. Eat. Oh, did you? Um, I did. I did. Um, tell us, give us an elevator pitch on, you know, what, what's inside it and who it relates to. So this is for all people who are pregnant or in the first two years of parenthood. And basically what I've done is written the guide that I wish I had what I could give my patients. And it's all the medical tidbits for the first two years. It's starting solids, it's milk feeding, it's sleep, it's skincare, it's preventative health, it's bloody everything, postpartum care for mum and baby. Everything, postpartum care for mum and baby. What a Yeah. And so it is non-judgmental. There's no stigma. I don't tell you this is the right way to do stuff like sleep. We'll start solids because I know there's no single right way. So I've just been very Priya and GP. And here's the platter. Here's the pros, the cons, the evidence. Lots of beautiful expert voices, a pediatrician, um, lactation consultant, pediatrician, pelvic floor physio. And it's just pure gold in one place. Look, that's oh, my yeah. copy. <laughs> yeah. All of our listeners and um, especially over at One Fine Baby love that book. So oh, absolutely. Oh, thank we introduced you. it at the last Melbourne Expo and then yeah. it's just gone. Phew, yeah. Anyone who has a baby, we're like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, go, go. Great team. Eat, sleep, play, love. We love it, don't we? We do love. We love it. eat. We love doing it. We love to eat. We love to sleep. We love, love to play, playing. and we love to love. All the best. Work out play the best hard, bits of parenting. That's right. <laughs> um, oh, well, thank you so much, Dr. Priya. It was wonderful having you on today, and so many myths debunked. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah, I feel like I can go again and be really like know where I'm at. Oh, you are going again. Cool. Oh no, 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 no. no. <laughs> Thank you for having me, team. Thank you. No, so welcome. And if, um, apart from the book, anywhere else that anyone can find you? Yeah. um... So I'm on Insta as Dr. Priya Alexander doing, you know, roping my husband in to do little myth busters on there or wherever I can get him on. Yeah, correct. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Awesome. Great. Well, we'll send everyone there. We'll put all of your links in the show notes uh, to the app, to your Instagram, to your website, and to obviously to purchase the book. So thank you so much, Dr. Priya. Really appreciate you. Thank you. Bye. I have wanted to get those myths debunked for 
about 17 years. Oh, they were great. Weren't they amazing? Yep. I loved that. Just that fire. Dung, 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 oh, dung, and Tell Dr. Us. Pree is awesome as well. Oh. She's cool. I, she's relatable. The thing she's saying. I wish she was my GP. Oh, if Wouldn't only I was great? in Melbourne. To have her in our pocket. You lucky, lucky people oh, in Melbourne. Yeah. Lucky, lucky. Oh, goodness. Who's the Sydney equivalent? Find me Gonna the Sydney find equivalent. One. Send us one in. Does one exist? That <laughs> <laughs> oh, was wonderful. Sadly not. Yeah. yeah. And that book is just a gold mine, I tell yeah. you. I gave it to Claudia for a little It's a great Isla. gift. Yeah. And it's just so good to look. You can just look through the chapter that is relevant to you at the time. Yeah. Yeah. I still get stuff out of it in Freddie's two and a half. So oh, there you go. Yeah, my great kind of gift. Book. Mm-hmm. And now oh. it's time for my favourite. You know what it is? I do know what it is. It's the Big Witch. witch. I'm going to pour myself a glass of Shiraz for this one. Oh, right. Yes. I'm still I on wish. the cold coffee. Yeah, I know. Oh, Olivia, it's like it's the morning. Just chill yeah, out. Yeah, um, chill. Yeah, I'll chill. I'll save that for tonight. Nathan, get it ready. Crack me a bottle. Um, I want to talk about a whinge that has been annoying me lately. I mean, right. it's not even that bad, but day night is just such a menace at the moment. I mean... There's the cost of living. Obviously, everything costs more. And trying to get mm-hmm. out for a date night, you've got a budget. Right. Finding a bloody babysitter. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, Lord almighty. I mean, I know. They I'm, are gold dust, are they, they? I've tried to steal yours, as you know. You did I've, steal mine. Well, I've got her number. I haven't quite <laughs> acquired her yet, but I do fully intend to steal her. We have Alex's 40th and I have locked her in already. But I was you're like, like no, and I tried to I've do the snake. I was like, hey, are you, Alana, are you free? No, Alana. And she's like, yeah, I think so. I told her Dana Dane's like, she's not free. (laughs) (laughs) She's not free. (laughs) She's not free. Um, So, yeah, that sucks. Um, Trying to get my mum and mother-in-law, I mean, I use them so much already just for like during the daycare that I feel a bit like it's kind of hard to ask them at night too, but... You got to sc- crack a school, a local school, and find I, a local school, like, like a local high school. Like, sorry, like, <laughs> am I getting a ten-year-old over, or what's happening? No, crack a local high school, or the after-school care where they, you know, have bring. What do you do? Do you just go and mosey through a high school and go, "Hey, you, you, you babysit"? Yeah, you find a way in to connect you. <laughs> like a, a parent in. or a parent knows someone who's got a daughter in year eleven ah, or twelve. That okay. is the way to get in. And then once you've got a decent one, then ask. Oh, do you have any friends just in case you can't do it yeah. or they have sisters or... And what's the going rate? Do, I mean... Oh, that's a hard one. Do you buy them? And also do you buy I them overpay. dinner? I 100% overpay. Oh, you would overpay. No, but when I get a good one, I want to make sure that she's, <laughs> she's wants happy to come to her, me because she'll be getting offers for other people, yeah. right? So if I'm paying a good rate... Job and satisfaction. Absolutely. Yeah, right. And, and do you, I bet you don't labored. make them do anything either, like no washing or folding. No, or but the ones that do, that's the ones I keep asking back because they clean yeah. without... Well, Alana, for example. <laughs> Shout oh, out. I need her. I need <laughs> her. A little legend. She she's, just cleaned up on the first time. I was like, who is that? She's a unicorn, that one. Um, yeah, I need to find some because I just I also I'm part of that Sydney au pairs and carers yeah. babysitters group and I'm just always like I just don't know you and I just feel weird about getting you into my or house. Letter I don't drop. Know you. Or... Letter drop. Are we back in the 1950s? <laughs> <laughs> Who's got time to walk around seven blocks? Not doing sure, that. Sure, but someone around you that do you know what the best babysitter you can get is someone that lives nearby that can walk home, or. Yeah. You know, lives across the road. Maybe I need to get stuck into my community a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, absolutely. Find someone. Okay, all good tips. All mm. good tips. Let's well, that's a how whinge. I found mine. More of a problem solve. Okay, I'm glad. For that. I'm glad we turned around. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next stop. Next up, next up on the train. <laughs> doot, doot. It's Hack City. <laughs> hack City. Hack Hack City. What? <laughs> you go. Okay, mine, my lollipop, which, um, I mean, you're <laughs> my hack. Your lollipop. My hack is about lollipops, or as my husband likes to correct me and call them chupa chups when I tried to do a little video the other oh, day. Chup chups. Um, 
it actually works. So you twist the lollipop in different directions and it just slides on off. Like I'm usually getting my teeth so hold in on. there. So where, where, are the, head where are the fingers located for this? Both. Like um, how do you describe <laughs> this? You're just twisting like you're doing a Chinese yeah. burn to the air. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Oh, yeah, so, oh, Chinese, so that's it. Yep, there you go. Chinese burn the lollipop or chop chop oh. in opposite directions. Okay. It works like a dream. Like a dream boat. Mm-hmm. I shall try it. Yep. Eva keeps pestering me for chopper chops. My main deterrent was I can't <laughs> open the damn thing. So exactly. now I can actually even the small little one. ones. Yeah. Just tick 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 yeah. tick. Does okay. it works. Mine mm-hmm. uh, is you know when you have spaghetti mm-hmm. or like a like a, a coloured dish like it could be like Taco Tuesday mince. I'm just talking about my life here. So it's spaghetti bolognese or Taco Tuesday. Yeah. And the Tupperware container is stained orange forevermore. Yes. Like almost like you can't use it. It looks filthy. Yeah. It looks filthy. Nathan. James Plummer came to me with this wow. hack that he found on TikTok or wherever. And I was like, yeah, sure, sure. It actually works. Okay. So you put in to your container a little bit of dish soap, mm-hmm. a little bit of warm or hot water, and then a piece of paper towel scrunched up. That's the key to this. Okay. Mm-hmm. You with me? A little bit of dish soap, a little bit of water, scrunched mm-hmm. up piece of paper towel. Put the lid on, mm-hmm. give it a shake, the Tupperware container inside. That thing is crystal clear. Really? Crystal. I am going to try that tonight. Stain be gone. Okay. I was like, I can't believe it. And now he just stands there every night and looks at me and shakes, <laughs> shakes his little Tupperware container. And how like, long do you leave it for? It, it happens instantly. As after the shake you it? open, you rinse it. It's something to do with the paper towel mixed with the dishwashing soap. It like just, I don't know. I don't know how it works. It's witchcraft. Love it. It's amazing. Okay. Yes. There you go. A good one. <laughs> that was a good one. As always, that was a good one. So that wraps us up for this week in your ears. Mm, what a pleasure it was. it was. Yes, wonderful. Yeah, I hope you learned something. We learned almost too much. Almost too much. <laughs> <laughs> We're enjoying it every week. I'm so like, what did I know before? Coming back. Something. Yeah, thanks for coming back. We appreciate you. And we'll um, see you next week. And in the Facebook group. Yep. Yep. See you. Bye. See you then. Bye.